0: Hey everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of everything in me. It's your host, Sam. Super happy to be back as always. Definitely missed last week, but we're not going to talk about it. We're going to push through. We're going to get through it. Um, For those of you who know already recently, I've been taking a hiatus from social media, kind of been going down this like Self reflective journey of leaning into my realities and all the things that I'm um, currently dealing with, as far as just feeling unfulfilled in certain areas or trying to explore certain things, master certain things, um, you know, being a student in certain areas of my life and um, needing to understand the connection between me in that space and just in other things that are affected because of that. My time, my sense of stability, how I view the world, all of those sort of things. So um, it's been going really, really good. And it's led me to this new kind of um, view of joy. Now this year, so every year or the last year, I actually try to come up with something that I could, you know, lean into and have a theme almost more, more specifically. So last year was making, um, less fear driven decisions. So being more fearless. And this year has been a shift in just being more like listening and leaning into myself more exactly who I am, what I am, what I'm feeling. And it may seem like very vague and very large and grand, but I'll I'll definitely break that down a little bit more as far as what sparked this place and what kind of things have I been doing more recently or just in general, these first um, five months of the year to get to that place. So I'm just super excited to be talking about joy and how joy has really sparked this new um, aha moment for me, where I'm just super excited to be here because I had to go through a lot of different things. So let's back it up a second. I have a healing series of which I've been discussing different healing um, practices when it comes to just trying to identify what exactly it takes for you to heal from something that you've dealt with large or small, just being able to own the feeling again, um, understand how it played a role in your life and where it actually should be versus where it is and understanding how to adapt because that's a huge part, a huge, huge part of actually dealing with everything that you're dealing with. So. Definitely check that out. That's on Everything in Me. Um, it's on EverythingInMe.com. And you can find it on YouTube, Everything in Me. The third part of that series, it's definitely hung me up for a while. It's been about a month since I recorded the second part. And disclaimer, everything was actually supposed to be done in January. It was supposed to be a three-day event. And to be completely honest with you, I got a poor attendance rate. Um, well, not attendance rate, but the yeah, poor attendance rate. And that's what kind of you know, made me rewind kind of doing what I was deciding to do. I wanted to keep the content, but I didn't think having it in a live fashion was the best way. So I have it all recorded, but I didn't recognize how being faced with the reality of healing and that process that I developed really stunned me. Like it shook me. It literally stopped me in my tracks where I'm a big firm believer. I can't talk about things that I haven't either gone through or attempted to go through or have no connection or association with. I genuinely have to sit down and identify how can I create some connection with whatever it is I'm processing or dealing with. And... Um, if I can do that, then I feel comfortable talking about it in this platform. You know, everything in me is created to be a safe space for me to express these things and my opinion, my perspective. But in all actuality, it's really up to the individuals who are pursuing these, you know, different aspects of their life, um, to be able to identify what works for them and what doesn't work. I use this platform as not only a safe space for me, but a connector. So a place where we can kind of connect on the things that we've dealt with or, you know, inter- you know, interesting places we've been, um, with healing, it definitely brings up a lot of sometimes confusing, complicated, hurtful, painful um, experiences that it's hard for us to sit with. And the ultimate goal with healing is to look at those things, appreciate yourself, appreciate your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit for going through those experiences, sorting those things out, and then finding ways to repurpose, reuse, um, discard of, um rethink you know and and assess our actual reality um or where we are at that given moment <clears throat> so this last part which talks about um you know repackaging repurposing reorganizing all of these sort of things and figuring out a way to live with those you know experiences definitely hung me up the most and i think that was kind of the precursor for me to say okay let me step away from different things that weren't necessarily fueling me. Now, I noticed that there was this is the sign that kind of got me. A lot of the things that I was participating in um associated with, they didn't bring me any joy. Any joy whatsoever. And if you've been listening, you know, to me for the past 2 years or so or even a couple months, you'll know that I'm in therapy every 2 weeks and I'm trying to really dissect um my anger. And anger is hurt. So I have to dial back and, um, and and kind of pull back the layers of life and how it's hit me and how I perceived it and what I'm going through and look at it of a lens that I am, that I'm older now and that I can connect the dots more and I can see how all of these things may have correlated or led us to this place now. Hmm. With that being said, I've experienced a range of emotions and have been very vulnerable at many stages of my life. And I've dived into hearing about other people's lives for a sense of light and resource and helpfulness. And alongside all of this, I'm also in this place where I want to push myself more in spaces that I've never done before, including you know, this podcast, expanding my reach of engaging with you all, um, learning more about what it is that other people think or how other people handle certain things. You know, the concept of apologizing is something I just listened to, um, today talking about completing the stress cycle, which I mentioned in one of my episodes when it comes to, um, boundaries and talking about burnout. So I talk about the, um, podcast episode that I listened to with the, um, the, the authors of the book, but I actually read the book and finished it this week. And that's really what sparked my whole new, like, I need to hone my joy because I was in search of, I guess, the essence of happiness and whatever that looks like, because I felt like my happiness was sparse. I definitely had happy moments, but I didn't have that complete, like, overwhelming sense of happiness. And when you go without something like that for a while, sometimes you kind of like, oh, it's going to come around any day now, any day now. And then sometimes you may go into this thing of like, well, it's been a while, but do I really need it? I mean, things are happening. Things are still going. Is it really the end of the world? And then you go into this, this degree of, hmm, what happened to it? Or what did I come in this room for? You know, moments where it's like, yeah, it's there, but it's not really kicking and screaming until you get to the other side of, I would really like to be happy right now. I'm kind of missing that thing. And I'm not happy. I'm just not happy. Now, as I understand it, happiness is contingent on external things. Joy is from within. So be very mindful about what you're asking for and what you're in search of. Happiness is external. Joy is internal. It is within. And as I set out on this journey to find my, you know, meaning, my fulfillment, you know, my zhuzh, my light, everything, because there's a lot of things that extract from us. There's a lot of things that pull from us in different directions, deliverables, kids, you know, relationships, jobs, expectations. There's a lot of different things that pull from us and take away from us, but there isn't too much that necessarily gives back to us. And that's for a variety of reasons. Um, for females in particular, we do face, you know, giver syndrome where we are expected to give a lot more than men. And so obviously how do you refuel when you've been, you know, you're giving a big piece of that is meaning. And I don't want to sit here and, and, and let you guys think that I'm the one who came up with this concept. That's definitely something I extracted from reading, um, completing the stress type burnout completing the stress cycle it's a, a phenomenal book you definitely need to check it out it talks about the science of it all it talks about great scenarios and towards the end is where like i said i was inspired to talk about joy and this new uh, epiphany that i've had and also this new like love for what i do and passion you know to reinvigorate what i'm doing and the impact that i'm making talking about these things as far as vulnerabilities and uncomfortable places that you know we find ourselves in isn't exactly popular. I don't get a lot of feedback when it comes to producing and creating these episodes with you all. It's a lot of it comes from just my genuine belief that this is something that is necessary, that this is my contribution to the world, and I'm so proud of it. I'm so elated that I'm doing this. I believe in it so much but I did get weary. I did, I did wonder where that happiness went. I don't think I was unhappy. Like I'm not happy, but I definitely was like, what did I come into this room for? Like, why am I doing this kind of vibe? And I had to reset and just understand exactly, you know, what, what am I doing? But also more so like, what's the meaning behind this? How do I make ensure that I'm on the right path, quote unquote, um, you know, just making sure I'm not kind of twiddling my fingers on, you know, into something that's not really giving me what I need. And taking the separation definitely put me in a place where, okay, here we are. Let's sit with it. Let's really sit with it. Let's go there. And I allowed myself to go there. And I've unlocked so many pieces of me that I've been dying to to do. So going back to therapy and the hurt, um, there's a lot of pieces that were I wouldn't say put there, but there's a lot of things that I've dealt with that have internalized as either resentment or frustration and a continued toxic relationship. And when I'm triggered, whether a microaggression micro or really, really big, big jarring trigger, um, I, I struggle sometimes when it comes to being defensive and assertive because I want to protect myself from having to experience that experience again, and also just being mindful of how hard it was or how hard it has been for me to self-heal from a lot of the things that I've navigated through. But I, a major part of it all is noticing the gaps in myself being able to break down exactly what it is I'm going through and disassociate from that natural reaction every single time or that aggressive reaction or that, um, very complicated reaction. And, you know, I think the, the beauty and joy, and although this episode so far doesn't necessarily seem like joy, um, it's, it's to talk about the interworkings of joy and how, what's underneath joy or what, um, what past or history or the complex, um, algorithm that it takes to be able to result in joy. Um. It definitely has put me in a place where I've had to think more intentionally about my behaviors and absorbing new methods of healing and dealing with my stress in order to get to the result that I'm in search of, which again is joy. Now, in order to rework or to rethink or to create a space for joy, that meant I had to remove, reevaluate, re, you know. Think differently about the things that were disrupting my joy, and I've done that in so many different ways, so one, obviously, like I talked about before, listening to podcasts, um my audio books, removing things that were starving me, and replacing them with healthier, better habits so one of the things that I'm gonna practice in in the near future, if not today, is writing down a gratitude um list of who I'm grateful for, not what I'm grateful for, because I always felt like I know my blessings. I can count them. That's not an issue, but putting words to what someone, you know, or how someone makes me feel is definitely more of a challenge to find the right words, the right sentences to say to that one person is something I'm interested in going up against, of figuring out how can I design something that truly or accurately for the best of my ability at that given moment Describes how I feel or how they make me feel and what they mean to me. And I'm a big believer in telling people you love them before they're gone because I've experienced death at a young age, you know, specifically my nephew. And that's what the grieving um, episode is all about. Um, and so it's definitely shifted my perspective on life and holding on to things and looking at things. And it's all a, um, it's all a, 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 a just slowly, slowly moving kind of cause and effect, and it's a beautiful place to be in. But it's very scary. It's very uncomfortable, and it still feels very new. I have cheerleaders who are really great at just assuring me and validating that I'm in the right space. But then I also have great moments in which I question everything that is I am doing because I'm not sure if I'm on the right. Track or in the right space, but I'm grateful for every piece of uncomfortability and curiosity that I go through in order to figure out what's next. You know, am I in the right place? Am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Now, with that being said, I have had the luxury of having multiple conversations in my head, and I'm currently in the process of. Just breaking down a lot of the overthinking experiences that I've had or misconceptions that I've had. My value system. I'm just looking. I'm here to clean house. I'm here to clean house about the things that I've adopted or I've been fed or I've been led to believe in swapping it out for something that is more genuine, that is more true, and is more unique to me. I don't know if you guys feel the same way about this, but. There are some people in this world that you come across for whatever reason that are living so authentically, living so much as themselves within a world that can pull you in so many directions and their aura is undeniable. It is original. It is uniquely theirs. And you feel so inspired and so intrigued and connected in, you know, where and what it is they're doing. Okay. So my... Kind of thought process with this is I've had such a a, a big struggle with not wanting to say consistently, but honing in on that feeling when it comes to joy. Um, I finally I kind of find myself in that space usually when I'm on vacation and I have less responsibility, less of my reality. And I can kind of almost disconnect from my reality versus integrating that that um, that version of me within my reality. And it's I, I think a lot of us can kind of can relate to this, where you know either you go out of town or you go to an event and you feel removed from your day to day life and stressors, and um, you can almost switch on. A switch um, into a place that you don't get to visit until or on, unless you're ready to allow yourself to just be you. I learned a lot. So in China, they have a lot of these experiences where it's like these underground um, restaurants and clubs where people get to just be their true selves, if you will. And so it's the invert of that where you're, you, you conform to the reality, but in your own reality, you're just different. You're more flowing or more accepting or, you know, very expressive, whatever that may be. And it really also inspired and intrigued me that I am in search of a place that is sometimes overgrown with, you know, everything because I've allowed all of these things to, you know, take over this space in search of trying to be a lot more lighthearted and connected and open to um, engaging with other people as far as a uh, more, more joyful version of myself, I, I'm just so excited really to see what that's like and what it looks like because I've only seen glimmers of her. And that's not to say that I don't have meaning and I don't have a passion and I don't have a drive to get somewhere or I'm not happy. It just means that the joy that comes within me has been overgrown by, you know, multitude of things that I've either allowed happen or I've chosen to put on armor instead of trusting the process. And I'm looking to take that off. I'm looking to be more vulnerable. It's already started. I've already started today. And, I've been courageous to be honest about my mental stability as far as what I can really manage and what I'm willing to manage. And that joyful version does not take on as much as I do now. And this joyful version is so um, absorbent to others who are in search of a better version of themselves versus um, trying to lead you know, and it's, it's more about receiving than anything else. And I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited. So let me talk about some specifics as far as what I'm going to do or what I'm, you know, suggesting to do when it comes to joy. So one of the things that I would do is, is create a space within your home, within your, you know, your consistent day to day of which you can start placing things that trigger joy within you. So whether it be a photo, an experience you did, a ticket to something, um, um, a, a game, whatever it may be, a something that you write, a quote, a book, whatever it is, something that represents in the physical sense joy, because that what that's going to do is almost like bring that energy into your home, into your space, into your common area um, that you interact with a lot. So there is a consistent theme and you're also saying, this is welcome. This is what I like. This is what I want. Now it may be unconventional. So for a person like me, who um, actually is very controlling about my environment and what I let in and who I let in and who knows where I live and all that sort of things. um, One of the things that I have is a wall that my partner has the other side of the wall. And we it's a very small place. It's literally the entryway of our room, but it's From floor to ceiling, um, we're allowed to customize it to the whatever we're feeling like in that moment. So I have my vision board up there. I have a painting that I did that I'm really proud of. I have another like um golden girls painting that I did. I have a color swatch that I really enjoy. So all of those little pieces are slowly filling up this wall. And I'm so proud of it because I feel like it's so interesting to look at. And every piece has a story and I'm excited to, to adapt and remove things, add things, you know, move around things, whatever it is that I'm feeling that, that matters to me. Um, another thing that I'm doing is trying to sit with joyful moments or moments that make me happy. Um, because I can be a, person who is more afraid of those moments than welcoming those moments because i'm always trying to make sure everyone's okay and protected and there's this feeling that when you're too happy or too careless and too joyful you're not okay you're not safe you're not aware of your surroundings you're not on you know um strategizing. You're kind of just going with the flow and there's no rhyme or reason. And it it feels scary to me. It feels threatening to me. So what I'm trying to do is when those moments come, allow them to be there, allow them to sit there and allow them to take up space. Another thing to add to that is whenever you are daydreaming or fantasizing or going through, you know, different scenarios in your head, same, allow them to be there. Allow them to take take up space. Allow them to guide you into um, a reaction of, of of peace and happiness and good energy. Allow them to exist in your brain, in your capacity, all of those sort of things. Because they're there for a reason. They're there to remind you. They're there to inspire you, um, motivate you, and and all those sort of things. So you definitely want to encourage that. Now, another thing that I'm actually doing is I've been in the my current space for about a year now, a little bit over a year, and I feel like we moved in, but I didn't nec- I put everything where it needed to be, but I didn't necessarily create pockets of joy within my home. And so now I'm rethinking it from a perspective of if I want the place that I'm at majority of the time to um to you know, give me the joy that I'm in search of, I need to start unpacking kind of all of the things that, um, don't give me joy. Either they're taking up space or they don't fit the space or they were there temporarily and I kind of made them permanent or they're not necessarily, um, you know, just, just, they're not serving a purpose. I'm really rethinking exactly, you know, what the point of them is. Um, a great example of that could be a shelving unit that I put up and I was like, oh yeah, we'll be able to store more things, but is it presented in a way that makes you happy? Is it functioning in a way that you really enjoy me and my boyfriend like to take showers together, nothing too crazy. Just literally take showers and talk. But I found the system where I could have two shower heads because I'm in a rental, so it's not like I can really demo everything, but it gives us the flexibility to not have to share the shower head. So that that solves a problem, but also encourages an opportunity where we're not feeling like, oh, I want, you know, to use a shower now and I can and all those sort of things. So it, it creates um an opportunity versus, you know, a, a complicated <laughs> hindrance in between that. And so Just repurposing, rethinking. Another thing is, you know, with inflation and everything up, you know, in life right now, I'm really trying to re-strategize decor and how I use pieces and even venturing into building things. So I know I talked to you guys about my design and the idea that I love design and all the things that come with it well, I've been designing a lot, um, within my room and my, I'm redesigning my backyard to fit kind of our lifestyle. Again, just rethinking the space because we've lived in it now for a year or so. And we understand what works, what doesn't work, what needs to be, you know, rethink, you know, what do I need to rethink and et cetera, et cetera. So that's something that I've been doing. And it's been a, it's been an interesting project because it's getting, removing the things that you Believed that you once believed in and believing in something else and being okay with that change. And again, joy is about change. It's really about um, the shift in all of those sort of things. And so that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to shift more. I'm trying to shift into more of an honest place. And, you know, I've asked a big tall order of myself to take on more responsibility, to push myself in a, in a, a higher capacity space. And I'm all about, you know, not only challenging myself, but also elevating myself. And that's one thing I can't live without. I realize that I can't be stagnant. I can't just stick in the same old, same old forever. It just doesn't do well for me. And now that I'm in this space where I'm making those changes, I'm starting to see the things that I manifest come to me. And I'm very proud of myself. And even acknowledging that, acknowledging the physical reaction because your body does store those things. So when you are triggered, your body can revert to that physical reaction that you, you expressed at the initial trigger in a new, in a, in a new year, in a new century, very quickly, your body does store emotions associated with different triggers and experiences. So something that I do, which I'm not exactly the sure about the neurological, you know, what it does to your brain and what that means, but There are certain songs, there are certain places that have been very challenging for me to experience simply because I've had trauma over there or um I've experienced some sort of loss or frustration and I've been really trying to reprogram my brain not to associate negative thoughts with those experiences and also trying to find better ways to heal and understand the life cycle that does exist and always will exist and that nothing does last forever and that's a part of life that's what that's what gives life, you know, and it's hard to say that when you're not ready and when it's not necessarily something you're able to listen to. But joy that comes within, it really requires you to look within to be able to dig up or surface the space necessary in order to find meaning in things and in places that you probably didn't feel before. And so I'm really hoping that, you know, everything that we discussed today really helps you line up some opportunities and with joy itself, it's it's such a beautiful, beautiful place to be in. And I'm, I'm, I'm so curious and I'm so excited to shed kind of this shell that I've been intentionally living in to protect myself, to stand up for myself, but reinventing that into being something that's an advocate versus, or protesting versus a criminal almost because of just how, um, aggressive I've been at certain things or how like, um, just hard to connect with. That I've been, and you know, forgiving, forgiving of myself, forgiving myself for being in that state of mind because I felt as though that was the only way to persevere. And at that time, yes, it was. But now that I know better, your girl's gonna do better. And I wanna do better not only for myself, but for those around me. And something that I've been <laughs> trying to, breathe through because it's a hell of a trigger for me is staying in my lane and not reacting off of other people and holding on to that aura, aura of being a good person. Being a good person because at the end of the day, when I look at myself and realize what I've been able to contribute to the world, um, I feel good about that. I feel connected with that. I feel appreciative of that person And I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose that person, that version of me. And I've had to make a lot of tough decisions recently as far as my life goes. And I'm proud of myself for how I've handled them and how I've dealt with them. And I I think it's only going to get better from here and I, I feel that can be for you as well too. It's baby steps. It's small little decisions of how you're going to handle things. You know, I've been spending more time with myself, doing the things that I want to do, treating myself how I deserve to be treated and how I want to be treating myself because how can I expect others to treat me better if I don't treat myself all that great, you know? So that joy that, that comes within, it, it requires some sacrifice and in a relationship, that's a part of it. That's a part of, you know, regaining that sacrifice and doing all of those sort of things um, of just making sure that you are, you know, taking care of yourself in the best way you know how, but also in a way that um, gives you the peace you're in search of or the hope you're in search of or the love you need in ways that you could never receive it anywhere else. You won't even be able to recognize it, you know? So dating myself again and um, giving myself what I need again, it just makes me feel so aligned. It makes me feel so, much on the right path and that's my sense of security is knowing that I'm following what God wants for me and I know God wants me to take care of me. And you can do that with other people. You can do that with other, you know, demands and responsibilities. It's about conscious decisions of your time, of your priorities and boundaries. I know I've talked about boundaries before, but I can't stress this enough. Boundaries are the way that you reclaim your time. It's a way that you um, you receive the respect you are given. It is the way that you navigate in a world that is always going to be taking from you in a way that you feel like I got to experience and enjoy something, some fruits of my labor. And I'm implementing those little little things you know here here and there wherever i can and it's it's proving to be very beneficial it's a process so definitely look forward to the healing um you know um part 3 on everything in me it's going to be a labor of love and i'm happy i'm here i'm happy i'm at that place where i've had that aha and i can feel like i'm where I'm supposed to be and my meaning and my, my light is definitely flickering again. Um, I'm back on social media too. So definitely check that out at everythinginme.com. You'll be able to find all the links there. And I just can't wait to talk with you guys more and interact with you guys more. And I'm, I'm, I'm back, I'm back and I'm feeling really good and I'm feeling very proud of myself. So, you know, hopefully you guys have been taking care of yourselves and i look forward to chatting with, chatting with you guys in my next episode.